you're tuning into the Bold Platform, this is your host Adrian, and um, we have another amazing um, episode for you today. Um, today we'll be talking to Steph from Homegirls. So I came across Steph, I think, through the Frankie Good Stuff Awards. Um, she was recently nominated in the community category, I believe. Um, so I'm very excited to introduce Steph today, who's going to tell us a little bit about home girls. So let's get started. I will introduce Steph. Steph, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Adrian. And tell us about Homegirls. Well, um, it started because I was volunteering for a refugee holiday program. Mm -hmm. And um, so what we do is we think of activities to do for refugee kids when they go on school holidays, because usually they don't sort of make many friends at school because they find it difficult and then so they sort of tend to stick together and so they don't actually really like going on school holidays because they don't have friends to hang out with and so um so what we do is we bring them all together and then we run activities such as like sports crafts and um yeah and um and like cooking and they love it and they love coming and um so their mums come as well because they're the primary caretakers and so they sort of um sort of are put in a separate room and then we give them a crafting activity to do and they love that as well and um usually they're housewives because their husband is usually the breadwinner and um obviously they their main job is looking after the kids but you know during the day when the kids go to school they don't really have anything to do and so I just thought you know if if they um love this crafting activity why don't I sort of use that as an avenue for them to generate profit um for themselves so they can gain financial independence and so then um I guess that's where the idea for home girls was born and then so um it was just an idea in the shower basically um, original ideas. Ideas come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was just, I literally was there and I was like oh, that would be such a great idea and then um, what, how it came to life was because I, um, I'm actually a student at Monash and they offer a program to help students accelerate um, their ideas into real businesses and so um, I had always wanted to do something because I had sort of signed up to their newsletters and they brought out a program called the Social um, change makers mm-hmm. and so basically it was if a student had an idea for a social sort of change um for disadvantaged communities in australia then um they were eligible to, to apply and mm-hmm. so i applied and i went through and they they were amazing they just sort of gave you all the tools available to basically get your idea from you know like a napkin sketch to reality from a shower idea (laughs) to reality (laughs) yeah that's awesome exactly yeah and then so they really pushed us they were just sort of like oh you know like by the second um second time you come back um so basically they ran a program from um for five weeks and then um each week it was like a three-hour session and then each session um the entrepreneur in residence would sort of teach us a lot about sort of like trying to find your customers and then sort of like how to, I guess, um, talk to the users who are, so in my case, it would be the woman who I am um, sort of, I guess, 
helping. So the women are um, of refugee and asylum seeking backgrounds. And so those would be my users. And then sort of discussing with them whether the idea that I have is actually a valid sort of solution to the problem that they're facing. Mm -hmm. And so like that was a very big sort of component of that program that I went through. And then um, also then they really pushed you to test your idea and whether it was, yeah, it was um, valid and uh, it was something that they wanted. And um, so then, so yeah, through the five weeks, we learned how to pitch basically and then which isn't really that intimidating because they were just sort of like just explain your idea in the way that sort of like um can be understood by your mum basically like yeah and um what you would tell your friends at a dinner party you know and um so I think that sort of broke that kind of barrier down because I think when people think about sort of like owning their own sport business or like social enterprise they're like oh my god it's so difficult it's so like it's too I don't know like I would have to have business skills or whatever to be able to do that but like I am from a scientific background I've had no business sort of experience whatsoever but I've been able to you know um start home girls and sort of have it take off and have people come and you know such as yourself approach me and you know just validate that it's actually a um idea worth or business worth supporting and so yeah and then so since that we um have started running lots of workshops um and um we've had lots of people come so sorry so I'm gonna introduce you to the woman that I'm working with mm-hmm. so I um so at the moment I have four women woman one from Sri Lanka um so she spent um she actually spent 23 years in a refugee camp in wow. India, yeah, before she came to Australia. So she has a son, and um, so her and her husband um, actually spent two weeks on boats and um, to basically have no access to clean food or water. Um, and then, like, they couldn't even... I just didn't have the access to basic necessities on that those boats, and they had to spend two weeks like that coming to Australia. And it's, it was just... I don't, it, when she told me the story, I was like, I can't believe that this is what you had to go through. And she's just still very happy and bubbly. And I'm like, I can't believe this is, you know, oh. anyway, yeah. it's just like, we have it so good. Yes. <laughs> you know? And, oh. and then, um, and then another woman who is from Pakistan. Um, and then I have two women who are from Papua New Guinea. And so one of them used to be a businesswoman back in Papua New Guinea. Um, and she actually used to import cars from Japan. And she, so she used to sort of like, she, she started her, own business and sort of had all these people and she was like I was such a boss I used to like tell people what to do I knew who I I was in Papua New Guinea and then she's like and then I came to Australia but like you know obviously she was just like in Australia like I feel so much freedom and I can do what I want um but I just want to sort of like get my life back as sort of like being able to do what I want to do and it's just I guess it's just really hard because you know she doesn't really have that support here whereas back in Papua New Guinea she could do all of those things and um so I guess homegirls is sort of like a way for them to upskill and then sort of like build their networks and stuff when they're here and so what we do is we run fortnightly workshops and um so we advertise the workshops throughout Instagram um and then we 
basically run them in RMIT at the moment. And, um, and then so we advertise them and then people can um, purchase tickets and um, you can come for free if you leave the earrings that you make with us and then you can pay $15 if you like to take the earrings home. And so how it works is the women teach you how to make the earrings and then you make your own earrings. Um, and then, yeah, if you like them, you can take them with you for $15 or you can leave them with us if you want. And um, so our first workshop went really well people who I had never seen in my life before turned up and wow. so yeah it was so cool and um because you know you like tell your friends and stuff and then like you, t- you tell your friends to tell you tell their friends and then like only so like so I think only half the people that came were my friends and then I was just sort of like the other half I had no idea and like yeah and I was just well like this done. is yeah I was like this is real and yeah. then so we did it for I think we had three at the end of last year and they were all just really successful and I was like this is amazing and so um and so yeah and then that's sort of how what what we've been doing for the past yeah that's amazing couple of months yeah how great is that project Mm. the the opportunity that you had through the university to really give you all those skills because you're 100 percent right I'm sure there's so many people out there thinking I've got this idea but I'm not a business owner. I never Mm. studied business. You know, what would I know about doing this? And it just goes to show you that with the right resources of which there are plenty through like unis or even online, it's just about being, putting yourself out there and and having a go. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. So you've got the four women that are running the workshops with you now. So they've been taught. So who taught them the jewelry making skills? So they originally knew how to make the jewelry, Mm -hmm. but the thing is our workshops are open to women who don't know how to make earrings. And then the thing is because we are a community and so we will teach them how to do it as well. And so that was originally what the idea was. It was sort of like people or women would come together and then they just all make jewelry together and make friends and Mm. then because the thing is they're here and they're very isolated because they don't have that many friends. And um so the um organization I was with before sort of like brought them together kind of thing and then they would make friends through that but then the thing is they only hang out during the school holidays Um, and so they don't really get to hang out during you know when the kids are at school Um, and so I thought this was going to be something that I guess supplemented that Um, and then they could I guess build friendships and stuff outside of um, school holidays it's amazing it's a a fantastic concept Mm. um so people come to the workshops they make the earrings they can take them away Mm -hmm. or they leave them with you what happens with the earrings that are left with you so we have a website Mm -hmm. and um so that's where they're um displayed and sold Mm -hmm. and um we usually sort of um release a like an announcement on instagram to say when our new stock has been um released and so that's sort of like when um i guess how you can access those earrings that our um our workshops have produced yeah right. and so yeah and so are all the earrings the same or do the ladies that come is there like an element of their personality in them or they have some templates that you use how does that work so we're um we do a lot of tassels and so that's sort of like our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, it's up to the ladies, whatever they want to do. So they can, uh, I mean, because we have a lot of beads and stuff as mm-hmm. well. And um, recently we've gotten into clay. Um, 
And so we're doing a lot of clay as well. And then we sort of mix that together with tassels. And so we sort of change it up. And so we're also looking to collaborate with local designers as well. And um, that would be, I think, our next sort of um, moving forward. That's what we'd be doing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And where do you get the stock for the earrings in terms of the tassels and the Mm -hmm. beads? Do you have a local supplier or you get that somewhere else? Where do you source your materials from? So we don't really have a supplier at the moment. Um, We actually got a lot of um, materials from the first woman we collaborated with. Um, she is a local, um, she's a local mom. She's actually based out in Point Shiv and she does, um, childcare services. Um, and she came and she basically just bought a ton of beads and stuff for us. Yeah. And then, so she, it was like a, she, she's, it was like a gesture of goodwill. And so she sort of left it all with us and it's actually still, we're still using it like a lot of it and so the rest of um what we need we go to um Limcraft mm-hmm. and um so so yeah because the thing is all the threads and stuff it's from there and yeah. um yeah but we probably I think we'll we might set up something with the Cotton On Foundation mm-hmm. and then yeah because I think they will they might be interested in supplying us with um some of their stuff that they uh, like excess stock and stuff that's so, great and great yeah. for the environment too that they're not totally. just throwing it away and discarding it yeah you mentioned um before the lady from sri lanka yeah. um what are some of the stories that i guess have really stuck with you in terms of some of the women that have come to the workshops or that you've come across through through the home girls project um, so that one definitely um i I'm not sure because the thing is when we hang out we just sort of like talk about just everyday stuff and Mm. I think she's also told me that it's really hard for her to get um sort of Centrelink funding because it's sort of not sufficient for her and her family and then so it's also just I think it's hard because only her husband is working but then the thing is like they're still not I guess making enough to support the family as Mm. well and so I think that's just really difficult but it's not really something that she can I guess change mm. and the thing is what homegirls is trying to do is trying to supplement that income yes and um and so I want to build it big enough so then the in- income is stable and then it would be two um full-time incomes for one household and um so that's what we're working towards yeah 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 it's a, it's a great it's great to have those kind of goals in mind and such a yeah. very tangible mm. um example to say well we need to be able to give this many women mm. a full-time equivalent income of, of whatever that might be yeah. to help support their families and totally. their children and give their children everything that they need mm. to grow up and thrive yeah in terms of the workshops and um you know running those every fortnight and and constantly giving yourself to those um type of environments what do you then do to make sure that you're rested and looked after and um yeah you know you can keep taking care of yourself so that you can continue to help all these other mm-hmm. women and children so i actually have two friends who are very very supportive mm-hmm. um so i went through an accelerator program with ygap mm-hmm. so ygap is a local um melbourne startup well they're not so startup anymore because they just had their 10th birthday oh, last wow, year that's yeah. amazing. they're amazing and so they they are, their mission is basically to um get a million people out of poverty worldwide wow. and so they're already halfway 
halfway through their goal, mm. um, which is amazing. And um, they basically started with, I think it was like 10 Melburnians and they were just sort of like these kids from uni and they were just sort of like, what are we going to do? Let's go and like, you know, save all these people from poverty. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, so they all bought like tickets to Africa and started building these schools and stuff. And then, um, yeah. And then, so they sort of then <clears throat> realized that might have not been the greatest idea, but yeah. then sort of like came back locally and kind of like started to set start up in your own backyard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then now what they do is they support local, um, social enterprises um and so i went through their accelerator program Mm -hmm. and then so they what they do at the um as part of the program is they sort of like um get industry professionals to come and speak to us Mm -hmm. and so um one of the women who came um she was she's a self-taught graphic designer um and so we really sort of like hit it off and so she's actually stuck around with me. And so she's now my sort of like marketing and brand manager. And so she's been just absolutely incredible. She's like my rock. Like, um, she like goes and she does everything. She's like my PM. Yeah. What's her <laughs> uh, name? Cindy Quark. Hi, Cindy. Hey, Cindy, if you're Shout listening. Shout out to Cindy. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, she, she like, literally she rebranded she made us stickers yeah and then she like made um all our business cards and like all um just everything and like she helps us run the workshops as well Mm -hmm. um and she buys all the materials and she comes up with new ideas for like new designs as well and like the clay was her as well like moving forward with clay earrings because she just went out and bought a bunch of different colored clay and she was like we can do this and then yeah she's just incredible so she's um, she basically does a lot of work for me. And then I have another friend who also comes and helps me run the workshops as well. So they actually ran a workshop for me last year when I went, um, when I went away, uh, and it went well. And so I know I can trust them, um, to, yeah, to really, I guess, keep it going if I'm not available. Um, and in terms of looking after myself, (laughs) I think that's sort of like, I try and put aside time for myself, but the thing is, I think if I'm not busy, I feel like I'm not sort of doing things that are, I don't know, satisfying. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Although I like, obviously like recently I've realized that I should probably look after myself better. Mm. Um, And so, and so I think that's also why homegirls is sort of like, just slowly starting back up this year as well um but that's okay and I think it's more important that you look after yourself than sort of like just going all in like all the time because you're going to burn out and that's sort of what happened to me last year as well and Mm. I I don't think that's any good for anybody like including your you know social enterprise because there are so many people relying on you and you have to be there for them and so you have to look after yourself before you can do that and so yeah, yeah definitely and it's a good point that you make that sometimes carving out that time for ourselves you mm. feel like a little bit of guilt you're like well I've yeah. decided I want to make a difference so mm. how dare I sit here and do this because every minute I should have I should mm. be like going and making a yeah. difference and all that but you made a really good point you can't do any of that if you're burnt out if you're tired if you're fatigued if you're not eating properly if you're not sleeping if you're not doing all those things that keep you going every day so that you can yeah keep giving because the thing is you you also start resenting it as well Mm -hmm. because you you sort of like 
obviously you wanted to start it for a reason, but then you sort of start to resent yourself for, I don't, yeah, because then you start to resent your baby, you know, because yeah. then you're like, why are you taking my life away from me? And then that's just toxic and you don't want that relationship with your baby you know or your project and yeah Yeah. and it's so great for you to have those key people when you Mm. go you know what guys i'm not up to it this time i need to take a break i need to Mm. go here or my family needs me or my education needs me whatever those different elements are and and to know that those girls have totally got your back they can run home girls without you for whatever time just Mm. to allow you to kind of stop reconnect do what you need to do so then you can come back and continue to lead them in your Mm. direction too that's so so vital to have those people where you can just kind of wave the white flag and be like help I need it and it's hard especially when it's like you said that and now it was like that's your baby it's hard to trust other people and like hand that off to other people it is hard but that's yeah part of it is knowing I guess when to ask for help and knowing when you can't do it all on your own Mm -hmm. that's so key um what advice would you give to other women or other girls that are thinking maybe they want to do something outside of their nine to five or they've got Mm. this idea what advice would you give them in terms of maybe starting up a little social enterprise or a little community focused project Mm -hmm. um just do it yeah that's obviously number one um don't be afraid because there will actually be a lot of people out there who feel the same as you because um as soon as I sort of started talking about my project to my friends they're sort of or like, oh, how can I help? How can I help? Even now, I'm sort of like, I don't actually know what, how you can help, you know? And um, and then so that's actually how the workshop started because there were people, there were so many people who were sort of like, oh, how can I help? And I'm like, actually, you can actually come and meet the woman and be their friends because that's sort of what we're about. We're just sort of about building community. Um, and also believe in yourself because I think previously I was just sort of like, I don't have the skills. I don't know anybody like who will help me sort of like make this a thing um but the thing is like you yourself is enough to make it a thing um and you just have to be determined enough to make it a reality and then also there was um we also had a workshop from this woman sort of like talking about leadership and I feel like I'm not a leader in any form but the thing is you don't have to be I think you just have to really believe in the cause that you're trying to make a difference in and there will be people who will gravitate towards you and who will want to make it make that difference with you um regardless of whether you feel like you're a leader or not and so yeah that is really great advice and you're right it's just if if you genuinely you know truly to your core believe that Mm. there is a space for what it is that you want to do and the idea that you had in the shower then you just to trust that and and be determined because if you truly believe it there's a reason like we your gut is not often wrong mm-hmm. and it, it will lead you in the the right way mm-hmm. so true very yeah. wise advice Steph. <laughs> thank you adrian <laughs> if people are looking to support you that if they're in melbourne they want to come to a workshop mm-hmm. or if they just want to jump in and buy some of the earrings the ones that mm-hmm. you are wearing are beautiful thank you um how can they find you both your workshops mm-hmm. and online what's the best way for people to get in touch and, and find out more about homegirls okay so our website is www.homegirls.club mm-hmm. um so come and join the club yeah and um you can send us an email at hello at homegirls.club as well awesome. and um we also have an instagram which is at homegirls underscore melb so m-e-l-b okay yeah cool so we post 
um, updates about the workshop on our Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we will put all of those details in the show notes so you can find Steph online, jump in, buy some earrings, give them a follow on Instagram or come to one of their workshops and meet some of the amazing women that you're working with. Um, as always, you can find more information about The Bold Platform at theboldplatform.com.au. We are the same on Facebook and Instagram. We've got some awesome ladies coming up on the bold platform which i'm very excited to share with you in the coming weeks if there's anyone in your world that you think would really love steph's story and want to learn more about home girls club feel free to share this episode with them um we will be back in probably about two weeks with another episode so between then and now jump on check out home girls also jump on and check out the bold platform and we will talk to you soon thank you steph Thanks, Adrian.